Hello, another podcast with My Energy Game. And this time we're going to be working on Train Your Confidence. Very excited about this one. Mike Portiers, how are you? Hi there, do. Yeah, I'm great, thanks. Thanks so much for inviting me along. It's great. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for being with us, Mike. So Mike is an endurance sports coach, particularly working on triathlon and swimming and big, big events. And basically, his uh, belief is about confidence and self-belief. Over the last few years, he has been developing an approach to coaching that brings confidence to the center of great coaching practices. So basically, your thing, Mike, is about confidence and self-belief. Um, can we train confidence? Is there, is there, because when we talk, especially in our world in football, when we talk, we talk a lot about confidence. We talk, uh, we measure, you know, we quantify confidence. We tell players whether they're confident or not. But I don't think we actually train confidence that much. I don't think we really work on it. So what is your belief? <laughs> no, well, it's exactly that thing that sparked my interest uh, when I was going through the qualifications to be a, uh, particularly a triathlon coach. Exactly like you say, you know, people talk all the time about confidence and about, uh, oh, so-and-so was doing this big event and they're so well-trained, but it didn't happen because they didn't have the confidence. Um, but it's, it's almost like it becomes the thing that explains why things work, but it never gets explained itself. Well, you know, it, it's like this mysterious thing that some people have and some people don't. And we never really kind of get a hold of, well, why is that? And what's going on? And the approach that I've developed um, by looking at a lot, a lot of sports psychology, but primarily just from the people that I work with, the people who come to prepare for big, big events, big endurance events. It's rooted in trying to understand the feelings, what's, what's actually going on. When, um, this is one of the things, I don't, I'm not so sure people say or really feel confidence. They feel the lack of it when it's not there. But when, you, when someone would say, oh, this person is confident, actually what they're feeling, I think is something rather different. And the approach I developed tries to single out three particular things that make up that kind of, that magical <laughs> thing that explains uh, why, why things happen the way they do. And the first is all about excitement. Uh, it's about going to an event with this kind of, uh, it's like a thrilled anticipation of what's gonna happen. So it's not, it's not saying I can guarantee I'm going to win or I'm gonna uh, get through this. Or, it's not that kind of, I would say, a bit arrogant <laughs> um, guarantee. It's more an excitement about just being there. Wow, I'm here. And, I, and this is something that I think, as a coach, you can help people steer towards. Uh, so excitement is, is one key feeling. A uh, second one is, is all about control. And here's where I think, you know, the kind of, if you like the the the, the technique the, the technical expertise of a coach can really be supportive to help someone focus on 
how do they go into an event feeling like they're as, as well prepared as they could possibly be. Uh, so I spend a lot of time with my athletes. We think through every conceivable thing to prepare for that event. Uh, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't talk about football because you're the expert, but I imagine there's a lot of work goes in before in a, a game about analysing the opponents and blah, blah, blah. Huh? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh-huh. But it's not, it's not like a kind of control, like a, like a control freak would have, you know, of, of, of um, understand, you know, trying to be on top of every single detail. Huh? Detail is important. But it, come, it comes with a sense of being at ease about the things that you can't control, uh, of understanding, well, I can't do much about, you know, whatever, whatever it might be, but I'm going to be so well prepared for those things that are in my control. You know? So <clears throat> that excitement, sense of control, and then I do a lot of work around what I call fluency. Fluency—that's an interesting term. Fluency, yeah, and I think that sits beautifully with the work you're doing on on energy. It's that sense of being so present in the moment, so focused that everything is just kind of flowing. So in swimming, it's your whole uh, your whole movement through the water. It just feels in balance. Um, um, uh, yeah, things just just flow. So I do a lot of work around trying to trying to help people prepare, and for them to feel attuned to what those feelings are. So it doesn't come from me as the coach waving my hands around and telling them they should feel something. It has to be rooted in in their own experience. So you are only the channel. To kind of like say, hey, actually we can train confidence. Um, you know, if you've ever been told that you are not a confident person, or if you felt that you were lacking of confidence because something didn't click for you, hey, don't worry. This can be trained. This can be work. And there are these three main pillars that have developed your approach uh, of coaching which are obviously the excitement, the control, the fluency. And, and you've explained it beautifully, uh, Mike. I mean, and I, I, it's funny because listening to you, I was kind of thinking, wow, we are talking about joy. We are, yeah. we are talking about being at ease. We are talking about being present. Yeah. And those are things that obviously um, we believe a lot in, in, in our platform, in my energy game. Um, and, and, and I believe that we don't do enough at times as coaches, and certainly we don't help athletes to help themselves enough around these three uh, key factors, these three pillars that can help them a lot with their confidence. Yeah. yeah. So give us some examples of when you, when you work with your athletes. Um, and of course, obviously, you, you are an endurance sports coach. So you work more with people who do triathlons, do athlons, you know, big events. I mean, but still, I mean, same as football. I mean, we also obviously work on confidence as such. So what, what, what examples can you give us of how do you work with them? Right. Um, 
Well, there's two, th- actually, before I get into the, the two things, one thing I, I, I go on about <laughs> yeah. is I, I just don't believe in like kind of a one size fits all magic formula, you know, uh, top tips that work for everyone. Now, my whole approach, like many coaches, it starts with the uniqueness of the person in front of me. So I have to, I have to understand, you know, how they see the particular challenge, what they're bringing to it, what it means for them, all those things. So I, I don't, it's not like I think, oh, I, I, I have some magic words that will work with everyone every time. Uh, uh, as you were saying, you know, it has to it has to come from the athlete. It has to be true to themselves. So a big part of coaching, I think, is helping. Well, is me understanding that and being attuned, and and then figuring out, okay, how can we how can we work towards our event? Uh, but there's probably two big kind of steps along the way. I think one is to again thinking about understanding what a challenge means for someone. And for quite a lot of people who come, it's almost like, it's like the finish line defines success for them. So what do I mean by that? I mean, some people might come and say, oh, I could never do this big event. Maybe Maybe they don't even want to try. You know, they think if I don't do a certain time or I get beaten by a by whoever, or some people say, oh, I'm going to come last. Uh, That's almost like saying, well, the finish defines the whole experience. But that's that's an awful way (laughs) to think in my view. Uh, So we do quite a lot of just talking things through and understanding, uh, you know, why that might be. And then uh, then there's something, a phrase I sometimes use, I said, well, let's bring the finish line to the start. And let's make part of the definition of success is how you're feeling at the start line. And I go back to those other things, you know, how excited are you? Uh, How much do you feel like you've controlled just about everything? You're as ready as you could possibly be. Uh, And then the magical bit is you think about the space between the start and the finish becomes almost like, it's like a kind of a blank canvas for a painter. You're gonna paint your masterpiece in that that space. Uh, And that's where the flow and the fluency all comes into its own. Uh, There's a beautiful phrase, a a US sports psychologist called Michael Gervais talks about, he talks about uh, creating your living masterpiece uh, that space between the start line and the finishing line is is there for your living masterpiece, where everything is going to click and flow. And well. I mean, this listening to you, Mike. Sorry to, uh, to interrupt you, but I mean, there is so much similarity uh, between what you do and football, and that was our concern mm-hmm. at first, right? We said, well, but you are an endurance sports coach and I work with triathlons and, and obviously we have a big event every X amount of months and you guys have a game every three days. But no, <laughs> but what you've described there, um, it's when we cross the line to go on the pitch, that's our starting. And then that in between, that crossing the line after coming out of the tunnel and the final whistle, 
of the game, that is over time, obviously, to that blank canvas, that, that, that idea of, 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 of fluency there, that idea of expressing myself, that idea of really living the game. Yeah. Uh, I, I, what I normally say to my players is, live the game. Don't just play it, live it. Yeah. Uh, mm. that's, that's, so there is a, a, a really strong connection with this. And what was the second, the second bit? Yeah, the second thing is, and this is the nature of endurance sports events, uh, no doubt, like, uh, like football to do. Uh, sometimes it can be really overwhelming. Uh, sometimes things really hurt, you know, someone doing a really big, epic, long event. You're pretty much guaranteed at some point it's really going to be tough. Um, so we do a lot of work around um, uh, sports psychologists. We call it switching. Switching, uh, okay. Where you switch your focus, uh, and then and there's a a way you can kind of map it out. And again, I do this with my athletes. We think about we think about it as a grid. We say there's there's narrow and there's wide, and there's internal and external. Right? So let's take an example. Yeah? Someone shows up for the, for the biggest triathlon they've ever done. Maybe it's an Ironman, for example. Yeah? So they come in with all their nerves and you know, thinking, oh, can I do this? And, and it's so noisy and hyped up. There's thousands of people there. Uh, everyone seems to have a more expensive bike than they do. Yeah? So it's like this wide, external, big environment is impacting on, on them and making them feel really, really small. And even though they might be terrifically well prepared, suddenly that feeling is going. So we do some thinking about, well, how could you switch your focus from that big, wide, external uh, kind of noise, if you like, to something which is much more narrow. Right? So like a key part for doing a triathlon will be just how you're gonna set up your equipment in your little space. You're given a, a little space where you, you know, put your bike and your shoes and all that stuff. Huh? So for those moments, I'm gonna get people to just bring, narrow down the focus to that one space. Yeah? Or maybe they're thinking about, you know, they're uh, particularly someone who's a bit nervous about the swim. So they stood there at the start line and they see all these thousands of people and the waves and the big distance in front of them. But we're going to narrow things down just to the space in front of them. Maybe as maybe small as a space as where their hand is coming in the water or the little pocket of air to the side where they breathe. Right? So we've gone from really wide to really narrow. And in that, in that process, they end up feeling like I can control this. I can, I can be on top of my breathing. I, I know where my hand is coming in or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting, it's a very interesting concept on, on switching, narrowing the focus, to try to kind of like get yourself at ease um, when you feel overwhelmed by whatever might be. Obviously, um, you've put some examples of what can happen in triathlon. In football, could be 
I'm playing with the first team. I'm not playing, and, and all of a sudden now I've, I've been given a chance to play today after not having played a few games, and I do feel overwhelmed by it because I don't know whether I'm going to respond and I'm going to keep my shirt or any other overwhelming you know, um, circumstances. And could be an example of, well, I'm going to narrow it down. I'm going to just focus on striking my pass, doing my basics right, and then from there I'll grow into the game. So yeah, there is... Yeah. So I, I do love this idea of switch and narrowing the focus to try to kind of like tackle that feeling of overwhelm. Yeah, and it can work the other way as well. So maybe um, um, uh, someone might be in the this, in this swim and they're getting really, really tired and they're feeling so much fatigue and maybe suddenly they get a cramp or maybe someone bashes them on the head and their goggles come a bit loose. So it's like suddenly in a moment, all your attention has gone to this very narrow spot. Huh? But again, if you've prepared, if you've thought about it before, you can almost be ready intuitively to switch your focus to maybe something wider. Interesting, you know, to, to, yeah. To, to, um, I've, I've had this experience of swimming in, in a big event and getting cramped. And I know if I just can, can switch the focus away from that point of cramp to the environment around me, well, it just helps, helps the body relax. I can get back into the flow. I can then start thinking about the movement that's, you know, one stroke following the other. And before I know it, what felt like a terrible and kind of dreadful, you know, something hitting me hard, becomes well, it just becomes a bit of a memory it becomes part of the story that I'm going to tell to people when I've finished right? so and I my... get well, I get my athletes to, to before the event we draw up this grid I don't tell them what they should put in it but I ask them to think about you know how what's what are you going to be thinking about in each of those narrow wide external internal and rehearse it you know, in your swim, in your run, in your whatever, rehearse it, play around with it, so that when it comes to the event, it just happens in a nice kind of, almost like a kind of effortless, unconscious way. I'm so grateful, Mike, with this with this conversation. I mean, we we met a couple of weeks ago. Um, you are based in Brighton, and we had that conversation about train your confidence and I thought how exciting is this and and yeah you've proved I mean I, I, I hope the athletes listening to and the, the coaches out there listening to this podcast can actually now start to understand that um, confidence is not that, that that big word that we can only use to quantify and to judge people really because at least in, mm -hmm. my, in, in my environment it's more about oh she or he is not confident so mm -hmm. we better not play them right Rather than, rather than work on it. And these three pillars of, you know, the excitement, the control, the fluency, and then this idea of switching in between narrowing and wider focus to, uh, to kind of like tackle any, any overwhelming circumstances. Um, and obviously empowering the athlete. I mean, always kind of like, you know, ma making sure that we, the coaches, are just, you know, um, someone who is there to guide them when they feel a bit lost, but mainly it's, it's for them. It is, it's them working on it. Um, 
thank you so much, Mike. I mean, you know, it's 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 terrific. I mean, um, hopefully people now have a, a a big idea about you know a more uh, key factors and details to kind of work on their confidence. And of course, if they need more, um, I believe you have a you know you have some resources. You have a website, uh, zigzagconfidence.com. That's right. Yeah, I set up a, a site for coaches from across all sports, not just triathlon or swimming. Um, uh, and it's called Confidence Centered Coaching. Uh-huh. Uh, it's free. Any coach can can dip in. Nice. Um, uh, and as you say, the, the, the URL is uh, zigzagconfidence.com. So thank you so much, Mike. Pleasure. Yeah, great to chat with you, Edim. Same here. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs>